to get side of Fon. Lafondra away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Elm Park Royals preview podcast brought to you, of course, by Phantom Brew Co. Well, it's a it's going to be a bit of a shorter preview today. We're just doing a look into the opposition today uh, being being a midweek game. And of course, we have got a trip up to the Lamex Stadium to visit Stevenage. FC, a team that really has defied all of the expectations I think that we've put on them. And to preview them, we've got probably the most happiest and positive fan podcast, I think, in the entirety of the EFL. We've got Matt from the Stevenage FC podcast. How are you doing, Matt? Uh, very well, thanks, Matt. Two Matts. I know we're, we're back here again. We're here yeah. again. Uh, oh, look, mate, I'm um, over the moon. So happy. You know, since, since we won on Saturday, I just kind of been smiling for the whole weekend knowing that we're sixth in the league one player phrase so yeah all good over here same old same old just yeah, enjoying the football uh every week and uh yeah flying out the podcast content at the minute because we'd, we well we'd be silly not to so yeah all good with me it was a silly question to even ask how 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 you were doing <laughs> i think at the moment because we knew the answer we knew the answer that was coming um let's dive back to that very very first game that we had earlier in the season it was mm. i think it was your first loss of the season it was one of those that i think probably didn't do stevenage justice because obviously you got a red card i think in about the 20 22nd minute mm. from memory it was quite soft i think and it just well, whenever you go down to 10 men away from home, it's going to be going to be difficult. But that put your first loss of the season on you. But really, since then, you really have flown, flown up or not up the table, stayed at the top of the table, really. Mm. Yeah. Wow. What a season it's been. Um, and it feels really weird, doesn't it? Because, you know, I remember the start, uh, the start of this season in League One really well. And it's gone so quick. You know, when I look back to that game against yourselves in August, it's flown by. You know, I remember um, the build-up to that match. We just beat Cambridge 2-1. That was a great night that night, Tuesday night. And big goal Reedy, as he always does. He popped up with a winner and it kept us three wins out of three, nine points in the in the top three spaces in League One. And it's, it's just flown by. Um yeah, that was our first loss this season in League One. And yeah, it wasn't a very good day for us at all. We we were we were disappointed with the sending off, of course. And we just seemed it just kind of ruined our, our game a bit. And um, we couldn't get things going that day. But um, yeah, wow, since that moment, what an incredible season. Um, many wins, many positive performances. We've seen a lot of... Uh, a lot of 3-0 wins as well uh, from memory. Um, remember an unbelievable 3-0 win at Leighton Orient. We've beaten Fleetwood away 3-0. We've, you know, beaten Derby at home 3-1. It's what a season. And and do you know what? I, I know we were just saying off the pod, it's something at the start of the season, you know, potentially we we thought, you know, hopefully with all these fantastic new new kind of players that we brought to the club and, you know, top level League One players that potentially we, we could see us do these things. But to be sitting here now and looking back on, on the past kind of four or five months of the season and knowing that, you know, we've had all this success, we've had all these wins and these fantastic performances and we're in this position now with 18 to play. It's truly fantastic. And I think the one thing that's massively impressed me for the whole of the season is we've stayed there. You know, everyone said, 
you know, there'll be a moment where Stevenage start to drop points and we, you know, fall off that ladder a little bit and find our, you know, real position in the division. But we haven't. We've stayed there and we've shown actually we're, we're part of that top pack. And when I look at our, you know, games this season uh, and, I, and I look at the games, we've just had one loss against any of the sides from ninth and below and that was against yourself. So it's been a truly remarkable season, a remarkable season where we've been able to kind of enforce our style and our identity of how we play efficiently in our matches for the large majority. And um, and we've been very consistent. You know, 15 wins um, from 28 matches is, is just terrific for us. And it's put us on 52 points and we're there. We're, we're in the race, 18 to play. Can we do it? I believe we can. And, and you know, I know deep down our manager's looking even at the top two spots. I tell you, he's the type of bloke. So... Yeah, it's it's been a truly remarkable season since we last played you in August. Yeah. One thing that you could probably say um, right now is that you're safe in League One. You're safe for mm. this season. You got to that 50-point mark and now you can kick on. Um, yeah, like like you say, I think the only other team you've lost to below that ninth, because I think that's um, Blackpool, is um, Wickham. Wickham and Reading. So the teams that you have to beat, you have beaten them this year. Of course, not really lost many games losing only six so you know there's not really many teams there but you know those losses have come to the likes of Bolton, Barnsley, mm-hmm. um, Smith etc so the smaller lower down the league teams whatever you want to call them is where you guys have, um, have really thrived this year. Um, I want to take a look into Steve Evans though because you mentioned him the job he's done at Stevenage we covered it in the first podcast has been none short of fantastic to be honest really taking you from the depths of league one uh, league two sorry bringing you guys up to league one and becoming a playoff pushing team in league one is incredible really it's a it's a far cry from i think a couple of seasons ago when you finished 23rd only just survived through obviously the very situation um but one thing that is kind of i guess hung over steve evans this year is this notion of anti-football whatever your ways of thinking about it, different people think different things. Um, what's been the Stevenage kind of side of that story? Because I guess when it's your team and they're winning, you probably don't really care actually how the, how the wins come. Mm, not at all. And, and do you know what? Um, you know, we, we've been labelled, and look, don't get me wrong, we know our style and we know our style's direct. And, you know, when we get the ball forward, we then are able to get the quality players on the ball, like the Jordan Roberts and, and Jamie Reid, etc. We can really enforce our style in that in that final third. But, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people label us big and strong and physical, but we, we're not really that. We, we're just a very fit, hard-working team. And um, when I look at our squad and, you know, more so when I look at the midfield, we don't really have any big, strong, physical players. We've got players like Jake Forster-Kasky and Ben Thompson and Nick Freeman and Alex McDonald. And, you know, these are guys that aren't really known for their physical kind of bullyish style. So I think we've been painted with that brush because of the fact that we do play a direct style. But I don't think it's as, as bad as people have made out. But it's a style that, is exactly the same with how we played last year, but it's better just very simply because we've signed those better players. So, you know, I've been asked many times, you know, what our style is. And I say to every one, every podcast I go on, and that is, it's, 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 it's exactly the same style as last season, 
but it's just played better because we've signed better players and and, and that's it. So yeah, look, Steve has done a, a remarkable job in, in, in this season and, you know, the results that we've had, um, he's done a truly magnificent job. And I think what is kind of the recipe to, to our success within that, with the squad is Steve likes starting players. He doesn't like reserves. You know, there could be players on the bench um, who are starting players. And he he's used this phrase a lot, no stocking fillers. He doesn't want players sitting around not playing. He wants to be able to look on the bench and bring players on who have an impact. And it's been something that Steve has done brilliantly this season. When we, when we make changes, majority of the time, the changes that we make are able to come on and win us the game or get a result for us. So, you know, the squad depth and the players we've got are a massive recipe to this success. But yeah, look, the, the, the style isn't as bad as people suggest. We, we can play some good football as well. I watched us beat Derby 3-1 in October. Really big win. Probably our biggest win of the season up until that point. It was the first time that we'd beaten a, you know, a top team in the division. And the football we played that day was brilliant. We, we cut mm. open Derby. And I remember actually the, the third goal that we scored was one of the best footballing goals I've seen in, God, I couldn't even tell you how long at the club. So, you know, we can play football and we've got some, you know, really good technical players as well when we look at the likes of Jake Forstakowski and Ben Thompson, for example. So, yeah, I don't think the style's as bad as it's been made out by, by a lot of people. And look, Football's about winning matches, and and we're we're able to do that at the minute with that style. So uh, look, we're all over the moon at the at Stevenage and and how we play. But um, yeah, look, Steve is just it's the man. He's a remarkable manager, and um, really excited to see where he gets us. He must be getting tired though of doing his um little little fist pump at the end of the game though, because he's <laughs> doing that so often now. Always see it on my socials now. It's uh, like I do. I do find it very funny because I do find him a very likable person, Steve Evans. Um, but um, <laughs> but but yeah. But on on that that kind of anti-football kind of thing that people paint it out to be, I think it's a bit unfair, personally, because it's not like Stevenage don't deserve to be there. They've got the mm. the, the the expected goals um, against. You're sixth in the league. You've got the best defensive record in the league going forwards ninth ninth highest xg kind of in the league which when you're sixth you're not massively overperforming um you know and it, and it's all built on this solid solid defense you know, you've got the most clean sheets in the league um or second most sorry clean sheets in the league joint best defense in the league it, it's I, I find it hard to kind of paint a team out that's massively overperforming when you when you see those sorts of figures because you look at it and you think well they deserve to be there anti football would kind of give you the notion that they don't deserve to be there because they're massively overperforming. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, when you read some of those statistics as you've just done, it really supports us for being up there that we deserve to be there. Um, yeah, look, I, th I think I've said this a, a lot of times and don't get me wrong, we've, we've got some really good players in other areas, but our, our identity is really built around our defence and how strong we are at the back. Um, you know, at the minute, as you say, we've got the best defence in, in the league currently. Um and I think as well with the bat line, there, there's different kind of styles that we can play at the bat, which is really, really good to have. You know, recently we've been known to play a four bat there. You know, earlier in the season, we've played a five with two wing backs. And, and it's really good whenever we play a four, whenever we play a three or a five, we always seem to get the same consistent form at the bat, which is really, really good. Um, so, yeah, look, the statistics prove that we 
belong to be up there. Football's about winning matches. It's about finding a way to win games of football. Um, are we a big, physical, bullish side? No, I don't believe we are. Are we a fit, hard work inside that presses high and is very intense and does play direct? We don't have the you know greatest amount of possession in all the matches that we play. Yes, we are, but we always you know we find ways to win matches, and that that's the most important thing. So that's why we're up in sixth and have got fifty two points on the board. So so yeah, look, our our, our style is. Um, Look, it's suited to how we want to play and let the statistics prove it, you know, it really proves it. So um, I don't think we changed the way that we play. I've read a lot recently on Twitter of people saying, I wouldn't want to watch Stevenage every week. And then we're like, no, we're loving it. Like, like yeah. that is us. Like, like we winning, go to games. games. You're winning games, like yeah, exactly. you say, to be honest, when you're in that position. Exactly. It was it was similar when we went up to the Premier League under Brian McDermott. You know, we, we were quite a different, we were a team built on defence. And I mean, football's exciting when, when you're going forward quickly, you're playing it down the wings, crossing the ball in and, you know, scoring good goals like that. It's yeah. You know, I, 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 I think it's quite an unfair kind of, kind of notion. Like I say, that people are painting um, on it might be to do with, oh, it's Stevenage. They come up from league two and, you know, I guess maybe stereotypes around Stevenage as well as a place. I don't know, but it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's, I think it's harsh. And, and again, you know, you say about kind of how high you press, you're the highest pressing team actually in the league. You've won, won the ball the most times per 90 minutes up the league mm. ahead of Reading in second place on that, you know, you win it 5.2 5. Mm. times per match on average in the final third. So high pressing and, you know, high, um, high energy on that side. Um, I know you touched on it earlier a little bit, but has has your position, and maybe as well, because I asked the same question to um, the Leighton Orient pod we, we spoke to a couple of weeks back, have you surprised yourself almost this year and the other League Two promoted teams, so Orient mm-hmm. and Northampton as well? Because again, those two teams have been another two teams that have kind of defied the odds this year. Do you know what? It's a great question. It makes me very proud to answer it because it is just... Unreal. Like, you know, I, I wake up every day and, you know, whenever I have a look at the league table or we get to a game day and I sit there and I just, you know, I can't believe we're, we're sixth place in League One, with, you know, with this journey that we're on since Steve arrived 18 to 20 months ago. Um, it truly is remarkable. And at the start of the season, I I believed that there could be potentially an opportunity that would see us in the top 10. And I believe that because the recruitment that we did, you know, we came into the league and I think I said this on, you know, this platform last time when we played each other in August, you know, we came up to league one after that incredible promotion last season. And it was a case of, you know, right, do we want to be competitive or do we want to come up to this league and do all right, but probably not do the things that we're doing now. And look, the manager's a winner um, the players that we've originally got are winners. And of course, they want to come up and be competitive and compete up the top. So, you know, Steve went out and shortlisted players, top League One players that have been competing for promotion in this league for the last few years. And we were able to recruit quite a few of them. And we kept the original lads that we all know can come up and adapt and make those improvements to be good for the level. And I think going into the pre-season, we kind of thought, you know, potentially we could have a side here that could do, you know, really positive things. I remember when the fixture list come out and I'd look at those fixtures and thought, wow, 
giving a good fixture, this good start, opening three games, all really winnable, playing a lot of the sides that have been trying to stay up in league one the last few years. And there we go, we won the opening three and built those foundations and got that momentum, which is important in football. So I think at the start of the season, it was more of a, you know, a, a potential type of thing. But to have actually done it and to be here, 15 wins, you know, I think from the 28 matches we've played, we've got like 22 results on the board, etc. because we've only lost six. It is phenomenal. And again, the wins we've seen, some of the performance we've, we've seen, even a couple of the games that we've lost, you know, Bolton and Portsmouth played brilliantly on those days and didn't deserve to lose, should have got a point. But, you know, a lot of the wins that we've seen, the dominant wins, you know, one I missed from earlier, actually, Northampton on Boxing Day was another, just a truly magnificent performance and result. And we've seen a lot of them this season. So it is a surprise in the sense of, you know, a year ago, six months ago, we would have been a little bit like, oh my God, we're, you know, sixth in League One with 18 to play and in the playoff race. But I think at the start of the season, a lot of us deep down believed that potentially there could be an opportunity to do really well in this league. And as well, a lot of people have said, you know, this League One division isn't as strong as it was last season with the sides that that went out the division. So there was an opportunity for a Stevenage or someone else to do well. So, yeah, look, it's kind of kind of catch 22 surprising of the sense of yeah what what are we doing here but then at the same time i think i think deep down with the manager we believe that yeah we we, we could you know potentially do the things we're doing yeah well let's have a look at a few players um that have been key for you um i'm gonna probably jump over the probably the most obvious one just for now just to look at captain fantastic for you carl P- piagiani probably one of the players that you're most proud of this year when you look I guess at him historically this is really the first time he's played at League One level of course he had one game for Peterborough back when he first started at League One but everything else has been um, National League National League South um, even had a stint over in Australia um, you know for, 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 for one season in their second tier but has probably been one of the standout defenders of of this season keeps clean sheets as captain do you like say to 13 clean sheets already Mm. And has got a few goals. I mean, talk to us, Matt, about about Carl Piagiani. Yeah, what a player! I mean, wow! I mean, Piage has just been unbelievable. Now, the thing the thing with Piage is he was unbelievably dominant last season. It was he was standout last season, standout player in League Two. And when we come up to League One, I believe that he could potentially do that again. But, you know, League One is different. You've got a lot of money, a lot of really good players, especially defensively. And he's done it again. And he's had to adapt and he's had to improve. But he's done those things to allow him to be doing what he's doing. And he's having a truly magnificent season this season. Just dominant in, in every realm of his performance, whether he's winning his headers, whether he's picking out a diagonal pass, which he loves to hit now and again in game, whether he's... Uh, making a challenge. He's just so dominant and he's so dominant and so consistent. You know, I I sit there on a Sunday and I go through Twitter and, you know, I see the the EFL post up there, you know, players in the week, you know, the players in the team of the week. And he's in there every other week based on the statistics. And then I look at the statistics and he's in the top four defense, you know, defensive players in the whole of the division. And I just think, what a season. And and he is. What a player. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, two years ago when Steve came in and kept us up, 
you know, Cole got relegated with Oldham. He was going to the National League. So from Cole to go from that to then come to us, get promoted, then go up to League One and then adapt and then play like this in League One. What a story. And he suits the division as well. His style of play, how he is as a defender, really suits the level. Um, He's got a lot better on the ball as well. He had a lot of, well, not a lot of criticism, but I think the only bit of criticism coming up into League One was, can he be able to play as well, move the ball? He's he's massively improved with that. Some of his long-range passing has been fantastic. And honestly, he's the linchpin to that that defence. A big player, massive threat from set pieces as well. Every time we get a corner or a free kick, He's such a threat in that box. Um, and that is a massive coup for us. So what a player. Um, he's definitely, if it wasn't for Big Dole Reedy, he would uh, he would be our clear standout player in this Stevenage team. It just so happens that Big Dole Reedy has had an unbelievable season and they're like neck and neck. But yeah. Carl Pigiani has been so dominant for us in, in such a big season. Well, as as you've mentioned him, big goal, Reedy. I mean, he's he's the second <laughs> he's the second <laughs> top scorer in the division. Sixteen goals, seventeen goal contributions, twenty in all competitions. Hit hit that magic number um, again. Like Piagiani is a player that this is really his first taste of League One football. He's gone through the divisions. You know, it's not too long ago he was at Torquay um, in the National League and National League South. Mm. Um, did very well, obviously, for them in those divisions, scoring, I think it was 20 and 29 goals in those seasons, respectively. Never really scored more than 10 goals, though, in in uh, the, the professional leagues outside of those leagues or, or those periods in the non-league. But this year has just absolutely flourished again, you know, under under Steve Evans. So, Matt, have, give, give us a line on, on, uh, on Big Goal Reedy. Oh, big old radio. I just love him so much. I mean, I've got a T-shirt of him in the other room that I bought from one of the off-sale off, uh, uh, guys at the football club. I love the guy. I mean, big goal reading. I mean, how many times does that guy score a goal in a big game? But this season, it's it's become regular goal reading, I think, now, because he's doing it every other week, pretty much. What a, what a striker. And again, I think similar to Cole Pigiani, Jamie Reid, has always had the potential to be doing the things that he's doing this season. Jamie mm-hmm. Reid has been, a, in his career, has been a bit of a diamond in the rough, you, you, you could say. Um, but he's needed the right setup, the right system, the right manager to allow him to go and portray the things he's doing. And I think when Steve came to the club, he saw a diamond in the rough with Jamie Reid. I remember when he came in, and at the back end of that horrific season where we eventually stayed up, Jamie Reid started scoring goals. He got four four goals in five games or something like that under Steve. And we thought, oh, I'll tell you what, there's, there's a good player there that can score goals. And then a mass last season, he goes on and, and scores all those big goals that he did in those big games, gets the nickname. And then this season, again, a bit like Cole Pigiani, stepped up, improved, got better players around him now. So he's got better service. He, you know, he's, he's scored you know, 16 goals in League One to you know, be that second top goal scorer at the minute. What a season. What a player. And I'm so, I'm so happy for him because, again, when you look back at his career and you look at his time at Torquay, he's always shown ability and potential. But to be doing it in League One, not not, not League Two, League One, shows him that he's a, he's a top player. And we worked out uh, on our podcast that this season, um, Jamie Reid, from Jamie Reid's contributions, his goals, he's won us like 15 points 
And if you take that away from our total, that puts us back to about 11th, 12th. So it shows you how important those goals really are. Yeah. 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 That's it. And, and he has been brilliant. And, and it's, it's, it's not just his goal scoring as well. It's the other things he's improved on, running off the shoulder, holding the ball up. You know, he moves really well with the ball. He draws his fouls. It's all the other things around that. He's kind of become a, I dare say it, like an all-round type of type of striker now. And, it, and it's brilliant to see. And I, I think he's a club legend at the club. He's only been at the club for just over two years. But I think the impact, the success he's had this season... I think he's in that kind of legend bracket for us at Stevenage Football Club. So, yeah, big goal, really. He, I think he'll get over 20 goals this season, which is a, just a remarkable season for him. I know that um, Blackburn came in from him uh, over the January window and, and and he didn't go. So that was massive for us. So um, over the moon, love him, legend. And he's having a truly remarkable season. Yeah, no, he's um, kind of, I guess, the number nine or number 19, really, I think we should say, for uh, for, for uh, uh, Reedy, that kind of everyone would want to have, really, I think, in their mm. team this season. Just like you say, mostly for the goals that, that he scores and the moments he creates. Um, there's a few other, I guess, notable mentions that stand out. Dan Butler, left back, one of those mm. players who's just got an engine. He He's only missed one game this season for, for, for Stevenage, and that was obviously for, I think it was a suspension for for accumulation of yellow cards played 90 minutes of every other game this season anyone that does that tells all you need to know about them um uh finley burns as well was a player that was massive for you at the start of the season youngster from city maybe gone off the boil a bit lately a little bit but i mean there's there's quality all around this stevenish player matt i mean is there anyone that you'd really pick out from from the team that we've not mentioned yeah i mean they're 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 really credible mentions and, and also about dan butler you know, Dan Butler's not really had any competition this season. And it's been a thing of, you know, we needed a, a backup left back in the window because Dan Butler's had to play every game. And actually we said, you know, with a bit of competition, he'll get better, Dan Butler. So it's nice that he has that now with uh, an ex-player of yours, actually, oddly, who's, who's a young lad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, he, you know, at least he's got someone now that, that can just push him a little bit more. So that was important. And again, Finn, to be fair to Finn, Finn's been great recently. Um, it's just been a case of, we've got so many midfield players, Steve's just tried to tinker the system a lot. But um, look, massive player that sticks out for me is Jordan Roberts. Um, Jordan is one of the original group. Um, and when we first got Jordan, we all kind of believed that he could be playing the levels he is now. What a season he's having. Um, he suits the level. The way that he can get us from, you know, A to B in quick succession is vital. And that's what you need in this level. Scores goals, gets a lot of assists, holds up the ball really well, creates really strong in the air. Fantastic player. Um, I actually think in terms of talent, he's one of the best players we have. So I'd certainly say Jordan Roberts. Uh, and there, there, there are some other mentions. Jake Forster-Kasky is a top League One level player and has been brilliant this season. Had a lot of injuries the last few years, but, you know, got some games in with us last year. And then this season in League One, as we're seeing that old League One player that was from, you know, three to four years ago with Charlton Athletic and even in the Championship as well. He's been a, a very important player for us, won us the game the other day with a goal. Um, and if I had to pick someone else, actually, I would say one of the new new signings for Dane Oliver. Um 
we've we know our style. We know we're direct. And at the start of the season, we had Aaron Presley in, who suits the style. But the Danes a bit of an upgrade on Presley, and we saw that at Wigan last week when we won three two. Him and Jamie Reid together look really good for the level, um, and. I, I'm really excited to see more of him with Jamie Reid as, as the season comes to an end and we, you know, we're playing these games that are thick and fast. So yeah, I think those are probably the 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 standout players for us kind of this season at the minute. Um so yeah, I'd say Jordan Roberts, um, Jake Forstakowski of the day, are, are probably other players that um that really suit the way that we play and, and have been brilliant. Mm-hmm. Well, Jordan Roberts, attacking midfielder, usually plays behind behind the striker. Um, so yeah, keep keep an eye out for him. Um, Reading fans, top top assister, I think, um, yeah. for 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 Stevens this season. Also, second best goal scorer. So a very very good player. Matt, let's have a look then at the Reading game. What do you think? Well, actually, I I think I'm probably going to know what you're going to predict um, for Stevens. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a loss somehow. Um, but to be honest, at, at the Lamex this season, it is the Lamex, isn't it? That, that you it is at. the Lamex. Yeah. It is. I I I, I just had something in my mind. I was like, no, that's the Brighton Stadium, but no, that's the Amex. Um, oh yeah, that's it. Very me. similar, but just one letter <laughs> out. <laughs> um, at the Lamex this season, you know, you might be eleventh in the form table, but again, you've only lost one home game this season, which is the least in the league. Um, you've drawn six, you've won six. What what is your prediction for for this game uh, tomorrow night on Tuesday, and kind of what's it like mm. at the Lamex for teams coming there? So it's a oh God, it's a huge game. I know it's a huge game for yourselves as well. It's massive game for us. It's one of our games in hand as well, and some of the other sides around us. Um, yeah, this is this is vital for us. We've we've won three League One matches in a row uh, since we came away from the FA Cup, um, and we've seen three really good performances as well within those wins. Um, I think we're looking at this game as I kind of say an opportunity game because if we win it and we go to fifty five points. Not only do we go four points clear in the playoffs, we're only four points off second. So the doors it would open for us, which is just incredible. I'm going to need my inhaler. I've got a new inhaler over there. I might have to use it for the first time in a bit. Uh, but no, um, the opportunity in the door it can open for us is, is huge. So it's, it's a massive game for us and a massive game for the team. Um, in a nutshell, teams that come to the Lamex you will see um, our style come out in a nutshell, really. Um, not, I dare say small pitch, because I know that all the pitches are pretty similar in this division, but we, we can squash you at home. We can press you high. We're very intense at home. We get the ball forward quickly. Then we like to get, again, those quality players on the ball. And it's very effective the way that we play at home. Um and for anyone that wants to get a good idea of that, going have a look at some of the results that we've got against some of the top sides at home. Uh, we've beaten Derby, we've beaten Blackpool, we drew against Peterborough, drew against Portsmouth. So at home, we're, we're really able to really enforce our style really well. Don't get me wrong, away from home, we've got nine wins and we've been able to do that a lot away from home too. But at home, as you say, six wins, six draws, just one defeat. Um, we do really enforce our style very well at home, very difficult team to beat at home. So those are the things that um, you'll see from us tomorrow night in terms of the way that we play. Um, One thing that we do, uh, and I guess this could probably go to the away form as well, but at home, um, we do score a lot of last, well, last minute goals, last kind of, 
10 Don't to 20 minute that, goals. That, that's Vietnam I, flashbacks for Reading fans this season. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want to say it, but and to be fair, don't get me wrong, we've done it in the away games as well. We, we're generally known for getting a big goal with 15, 10, 20 minutes to go. We do it all the time. And what happens is we'll be in a certain type of game and I'll use Blackpool, for example, Saturday, nil-nil in a match, really tough game. We got, we, we got a grip on the game after Blackpool had a very good start. And you, you're feeling that the goal's going to come and there's 15 minutes to go and the manager makes the changes. And then 10 minutes later after the changes or 15 minutes later after the changes, we then go and find a way to win the game. We get the goal and we win. And it's been a common thing throughout the whole season. 20, 25, 15 minutes to go. Steve always gets the changes right at the end of the game. And nine times out of 10, because of that, we'll always go and find a goal to get us a win or get us a result in the match. So that's one thing that you'll need to keep an eye on as well tomorrow night. If if the game is nil-nil or 1-1 and there's 20 minutes to go and you see us making changes, um, uh, the majority of the time we, we end up going and finding a goal. So um, kind of gives you a, a, an insight of what you'll probably need to do tomorrow night to get a result. But yeah, it's, it's something this season that we've done really well with 20 minutes to go in game. So, um, you know, I, when I look at our goal scoring out of the, uh, I think, 42 now, we've got, I think, I think so two thirds of that have come in like the last 25 minutes of matches. So it, it's a real eye opening to how we play. So, yeah, those are the things that you that you'll need to keep an eye on tomorrow night. But I'm positive about it. Obviously, it's a game that, that we believe we can win. I know that yourselves have had a really tough season. Um, so, yeah, we, we'd like to think we can win the game. But it's League One. Got to be switched on. You drew against Oxford on the weekend. So every game's not easy. But um, I, I think the manager, knowing how the manager is, he'll have the lads fully on it tomorrow night. So, yeah, hopefully, just... Three points can yeah get get us there tomorrow night fifty five. Let's, let's let's have a score prediction from you then. They mean nothing as we know, but <laughs> what are you going to put on them? Do you know what? Um, I said on our pod, and I've got a, 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 me and my co-host Andy who do the pod. Andy said, uh, uh, well, Andy said two one last night. And I was similar to him, and I'm going to stick with the prediction that I gave on the pod. I said 2-0 to us, and I think I could see us having a very, very good first half uh, and getting a goal in the first half, 1-0 at half-time, and then with 20 minutes to go, getting that all-important goal to, to see us over the line. So I, I think 2-0 tomorrow night, but I think it'll be a competitive game in large parts. Uh, and I think we'll we'll really have to work hard for the win. But um, I'm going to go a 2-0 win for us tomorrow night in the uh, in the big game. Well, one thing Reading have done very well this season is stay in games. Um, our last four points um, as well away from home, four draws have all come from losing positions. So hopefully if uh, if, if Stevenage do get that early goal or first, first half goal, hopefully they can pull it back. But it is going to be a very, very tough game don't make any bones about it. Um, well, Matt, thank you so much, obviously, for jumping back on the podcast. I can imagine you're loving doing all of these at the moment because, um, because yeah, you're right up there and you're living a bit of a dream, really, as a Stevenage fan. So all the best for, for you for the rest of the season, everything. It's great having your infectious kind of um, positivity on the podcast as well. So, yeah, best of luck for the, for the rest of the season with you guys. No, look, Matt, thank you ever so much for having me back on. And I was just going to say it to you when you said there about uh, 
Yeah, it's good. I bet you're enjoying all of these. Do you know, when we used to be useless, I used to come on these and have the same sort of energy. So the fact that we're like doing this incredible journey at the minute or up the top in League One, it's like even more, you know, heightened. But um, but no, look, best of luck for the rest of the season. I hope uh, hope you guys are fine. You can sort all of that stuff out that you've got going on. Um, and hopefully, you know, next season and, and whenever that is, you can um, you can turn everything that's going around. Because let's be honest, Reading should never be in League One. So, uh, no, I really am rooting for you guys to, to sort all the stuff out. And uh, hopefully we'll see Reading where it should be back in the Premier League one day and at least the Championship, let's say. So, uh, no, best of luck for the rest of the season. Top man. Top man. Thanks, Matt, again for, for coming on. And if if you have enjoyed this episode of the Elm Park Rules Preview Podcast, be sure to give us a like, uh, follow and um, rating on, on your podcast of choice, um, your podcast vendor of choice. Of course, they do really help us in, uh, in all the podcast rankings, helping new listeners find us and all that lovely stuff that we very much care about. Um, of course, be sure to give us a follow over on our socials. Keep up to date with all the latest Elm Park Royals and Reading FC chat. And until the next time, I'll be Matt Lansley and this has been the Elm Park Rules preview podcast. We'll catch you on the next one.